Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word, Biblical News Report Talk Radio. We're recording this on the 16th day of October 2020. We're broadcasting from North Central West Virginia. We're going to continue on today in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Last time we covered verse 14, talking about the holiness of God. Today we're going to talk about a root of bitterness root of bitterness, which I believe every Christian fights, is the uh, uh, the temptation to become angry, to become uh, cynical, to, to uh, resent, and to harbor things in our heart that uh, will do us spiritual damage. Uh, in the times that we're living in, We have to guard our hearts because the Word of God says out of our heart proceeds the issues of life, Uh, the things going on around and about us and the things that are coming. We're going to be spiritually right with our Lord and Savior, and we're going to need help of the Holy Spirit to uh, keep our minds, keep our hearts, keep us with a right attitude, and, and just be careful that nothing enters into our heart, as we're going to learn today, that would what defile us. But before we get into the Word of God, let's go to prayer. Father, we ask you to bless your Word. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, you said that it'll go out and won't come back void, but it'll do that what you sent it to do. And we thank you for that today, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hebrews chapter 4. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. And the writer writes, Looking what diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So, as we said before, bitterness which is uh, poison, actually. That's the Greek. It means poison. And it's anger and disappointment that may be being treated unfairly and carrying around a heart of resentment. Um, Bitterness. Having ought against somebody because of something in our lives that maybe happened even years ago that we are carrying around and for some reason we think we have a right to. And the enemy loves it when we carry poison around because it separates us from the love of God. And the only answer for bitterness is the cross of Jesus Christ. It's to give your heart and life unto him. And know today that he's able to to take away that, that heart that's what, uh, praise God, bitter. And uh, and the word of God says can become defiled. So it says, look what with diligence, 
lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root. Now, a root of something is something that feeds the plant, which brings forth the fruit. And bitterness and the root thereof brings forth fruit that will destroy our lives. As I said before, bitterness is a poison. It's a poison. It's something that will work on our hearts, our minds. It will definitely affect our spiritual walk with Christ. It will separate us from the love of God because Jesus went to a cross that we don't have to live under the bondage of bitterness. We live in a fallen world. And things happen. We don't live in a just world. That's coming. That's coming. But we are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are justified by what he did at the cross. So we have to, the word of God says that that we must, in Matthew 3.10, he says that, and now also the axe is laid unto the root of, of the trees. Now listen. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So it matters what's feeding you. It matters what you are drawing from. It matters about what's in your heart. As I said before, the Word of God says, guard your heart because out of your heart proceeds the issues of life. And see, the only thing that matters, actually, is where you stand with God. We've said it many times on this broadcast. We, we are not permanent here. This, we, we, we are but passing through. This is a temporary state in which we are. But the inner man or the inner woman or boy or girl it's going to live forever somewhere. And this is what, what the enemy attacks. He is the enemy of our soul. Our spirit is born again, but our soul has to, has to battle and fight. And our flesh, we have to fight the flesh every day of our lives. Every day there's a battle with the flesh. And we must guard our heart. In other words, we must recognize these things that are trying to come into our lives. That if left unchecked will destroy us, will separate us from God, will drive a wedge between us and God. The Word of God states that Christ is the mediator or the go-between, the advocate between God and us. He's the one that took the hand of man and the hand of God and brought them together so that we can once again have fellowship. But what we're talking about tonight, this bitterness, this resentment, Hatred, malice, envy, jealousy, strife, whatever it might be, will separate us from God. And the writer says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root, in other words, that which feeds. And we just talked about that the axe needs to be laid at the root because we need to, um, we need to bear good fruit as a Christian. The Bible says you will know them. Know who? The Christians by the fruit that they bear. Not the church they go to, not how many times they shout, not how many times they do this or do that, but 
but the end result in their life if they are hooked to the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If we are feeding off of that root, then we will bear good fruit. But if we, we, we are secretly and we're not addressing the bitterness that's in our life, then we're going to find out the Word of God says it will spring up and trouble us and will defile us. That word spring in there means to germinate. You put a seed in the ground, and that seed must germinate, and it grows. And you can't see it for a while until it pops through the ground, and then it becomes larger and larger, and it's fed, it grows. Of course, that's a good thing as far as crops go, but as far as bitterness goes, it's a bad thing. So that springs up, quickly overcoming us. And the enemy likes to tell us it's okay to be bitter. You was done wrong. Well, listen, (laughs) if you've been on this people planet for any amount of time, you will know that you have been done wrong unjustly. There's things that happened to all of us that wasn't just. That happens. But it's how we handle it. And see, when we come to Christ, he said, Behold, I make all things new. The old man no longer has control over our lives. So we, we, we allow him to remove our past. We no longer live in the past. The Bible says those things are as far as the east is from the west. We no longer have to let the past control our life, no matter what happened in our lives. You say, well, you don't know. No, I don't know. You don't know the depth of it. No, I don't know. But I know the blood of Jesus will take care of it. That's why he come. That's why he lived. That's why he died. That's why he, praise God, come out of the grave. That's why he sits by the Father's right hand, making intercession for me and you right now. Because he came to take care of our bitterness that we don't have to live in the past and doesn't have to spring up our lives and trouble us. That word trouble means to crowd, to crowd us. To make us feel a burden, to, to crowd our minds. Amen. To trouble us. And it's a poison. Bitterness is a poison. And the writer says it is. He says, and you cannot allow it to crop up and trouble in your life because then you become defiled. So we ask the question what feeds us? What root? Are we drawing off of? Are we drawing off the vine, which is Christ Jesus? Or are we drawing off the, the root, which is bitterness? Or anything else that might be against the Word of God? Anything else that might be dragging us down and separating us from the love of God? Paul said, I'm persuaded that nothing by no means will ever, ever separate me from the love of God. But see, the Bible declares that bitterness and the root of bitterness troubling you will separates you from God. So the Word of God says in, Deut- in Deuteronomy 29:18, lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord. There's the problem. This is the cause of bitterness. When men decide to harbor this stuff and turn away from God and thinking we have a right to allow it in our lives. We have a right to be bitter and angry and vengeful. The Word of God says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. To everyone, the Word of God says that God will give a 
just recompense. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. So Moses wrote here, Whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord, our God, to go and serve the gods of these nations, listen, lest there should be among you a root, there's that word again, that beareth gall. And gall also means poison and also means even of serpents. Venomous will destroy life. And snake bites, the first thing you do is start is start to eat the skin. So he says, should be any root among the bareth gall and wormwood. That also regarded as poisons, therefore accursed. And the word hemlock comes to mind. Now there was those in olden days, and I think in some 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 of Shakespeare's plays, people drank hemlock. It was a poison. A poison. And that's and that's what bitterness is. It's like drinking poison, trying to hurt somebody else, but it's killing you. If you're allowed to operate in your life, and listen, it's a battle that maybe a lot don't like to admit, but every one of us fight that battle to try to keep bitterness out of our lives. Amen. Because listen, life's not fair. But we serve a just. I'm, Paul said, "I'm persuaded that which I commit unto Him." He's able to keep against that day. Job said in Job twenty one twenty five, and another dieth in bitterness of his soul, and never eateth with pleasure. In other words, people, something happens in their lives, and they're bitter all their lives. They were bitter young men and women, and now they're bitter old men and women, and they die with the root of bitterness destroying their lives. For people, I'll go to hell before I speak to somebody. Well, that's very, very possible. It's not worth it. This is what the writer's telling us. It's not worth us, worth it to be defiled and let this thing trouble our lives. Those that the Son set free is free indeed, according to the Word of God. You can read Exodus, I'm not going to read it all. Exodus 15, 22, and 23, talking about the children of Israel had just come fresh off the victory at the Red Sea. And the Bible declares they come upon a, a hole of water called what Marab, which means bitter, and they begin to complain. And you can read that and you find out that God showed Moses a tree, we don't know what kind of tree it was, to take a tree and placing it in those waters, and those waters became sweet, and that tree was a type of the cross. There's your answer. It's Jesus Christ. He was what? Chastised for our peace of mind, bruised for our iniquities, and by his stripes we are healed. He took upon us all of this stuff. He bore it all on the cross that we don't have to live and don't have to be fed with the root of bitterness. Now listen, it takes faith to believe this. But the Bible says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Saved from bitterness. 
Not just saved to go to heaven, which is very, very important, but saved to live a sanctified life on this earth. See, we talk about justification, but see, sanctification comes through what Jesus did at the cross. And we're having faith in that. And the Holy Ghost helps us through the finished work of Christ. Getting our eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of our faith. That, that's your answer. That's your answer. How many people spend countless hours sitting alone in the dark, fretting over things been done to them, mad, steamed up because, or head up because of something that had happened maybe years and years and years ago. Maybe the people out of their lives. And I believe the Spirit of God wants me to tell you today to let it go. Cast all your cares upon Christ because He cares for you. But you don't know what was done to me. Listen, I've heard a lot of horror stories of people went through things in their lives that was not fair. We don't live in a fair and a just world. But the answer for that today is the blood of Jesus Christ. He can take away that pain. He can dry up that fountain or that root of bitterness. And the Bible says he can give us joy unspeakable and full of glory. Those the sun set free is free indeed. And the joy of the Lord, the Word of God tells us, is our strength. See, these are necessary things in order to to make it through the peerless times that Paul told Timothy about, which we are in. See, going into these uncertain times and these troubling times, I don't know what's going to happen. You hear things every day, sometimes sends chills up and down my spine. But the old song says, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand and the bible says he'll be with us even until the end of this age so make up your mind tonight you're going to call on his name and you're going to ask him you're going to repent of allowing that to work in your life and let him lift that burden from you he will do it but if you choose to hang on to it the scripture plainly tells us it'll trouble you and it will eventually defile you and separate you from God. Now here in verse in verse 16, the, the writer, which I believe is Paul, goes on and gives an example of what bitterness will do. He says, lest there be any fornicator or per, per what profane person. And then he gives a name as Esau. Jacob's brother, Jacob's twin brother, the elder son. They were twins. We know that that Esau was born was born first, and Jacob was the hold of his heel. He's called the heel white grabber. But Esau, whose heart was not after God, plainly, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. We're gonna find out here then we know, if you read anything about that, he was bitter. He was bitter. So it says, lest any there be any fornicator. Now, this also means, of course, we know it's it's a sexual thing, but it also can mean devotes himself against or again to his idols or idol worship. Now, 
The Word of God says that Esau was a man of the field. He spent a lot of time hunting. Isaac, his father, we know the story says, and the Bible says that he loved the venison that Esau killed and prepared for him. And we know the story. You can read that. But he was he was one that, that, that was against God. In, in other words, he committed adultery, spiritual adultery. He didn't regard God. The word of God says, Jacob I loved and Esau I hated. In other other words, Esau hated God, did not consider his ways. And because of that, he became bitter. So lest there be any fornicator or, or profane person. Profane means with no regard. No regard for God. None. The Word of God says in Romans, because they refuse to, to, to praise God as God and retain God in their knowledge, because they reject Him, the Bible says He'll turn them over to their own what? devices. So this, this man Esau was the head of the Edomites, was always a troubling tribe, so to speak. And he says, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright or gave away his firstborn son privilege. Firstborn son privilege. He gave it away. And the Bible says, though he he sought with tears. The book of Genesis 25 and 34 then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright, gave it up, gave it up. See, this is what bitterness led to, was losing his heritage, was losing his promise. He was entitled to first son privilege, but he gave it up gave it up for a morsel of meat no regard for the things of God and verse verse 17 well you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing listen he was rejected and he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears and he, he cried and sought a careful tears, and he sought to change his father's mind. Bless me also, he asked his father. Bless me also. And he said, I've already blessed Jacob. It's already been done. You lost out. You lost out. And there again, he was not thinking on the things of God. Now, by no means was Jacob perfect, but his heart was after God. And immediately, probably he could have repented and been all right, but, but he became bitter, became bitter. In Genesis twenty-seven thirty-eight, and Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing? What? My father? Ask a question. Bless me even also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. He knew 
what happened. He had sent away his day of grace. We find as Jesus dealing with Israel, a nation, they rejected him. They become bitter against him. And the Bible says Jesus come to the outskirts of the city. And the word of God says Jesus wept. And what did he say? He said, what? Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would have gathered you as a hen gathers the chicks. But now you've missed your time of visitation because of bitterness, because of rejection, because of, because of spiritual blindness. And the things of God. We need to pray that God opens our eyes. We need to be like the psalmist who said, Search me, O Lord, whatever you find in me that's not pleasing, remove it from my life. That should be our prayer tonight. God, what if there's any root in me that's not spawning from the Holy Spirit, then remove it. Get it out of my life. I don't I don't want it poisoning and separating my walk. Bow has the Word of God declares that God calls us to fellowship through Jesus Christ. We cannot approach God without the blood of Jesus Christ. We talked a week or so ago about the holiness of God and how we can only go into the Holy of Holies with the blood of Christ. And the Bible says we can go boldly if we have the blood of Christ, making our supplications being known. And see, this thing sneaks upon us and it, and it speaks and says, you have a right to be bitter. You have a right to be mad. We live in a nation full of bitter, angry people, vengeful, vengeful people, bitter, hateful. It, it leads to greater sins, murder, all kinds of things, lying, cheating, all which are works of the flesh. So let the Holy Ghost do a sweep of your soul tonight. A sweep of your mind, a sweep of your heart. See if there be anything in there that would separate you from God. See if there be any root of bitterness springing up that would trouble you, thereby the end result being defiled or separated from God. The, the Word of God says in Proverbs 4 and 20, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with what? All diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Jeremiah wrote this. He says, Heal me, O Lord. This is Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Heal me, O Lord, and I'm healed. Save me, and I'm saved. That's your answer tonight. If you're troubled, if you're crowded, that's what that word means. If you're crowded by bitterness, if things torment you from a past life, 
the Word of God says, Come unto me, either heavy laden in labor, and I will give you rest. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved and delivered and set free. If you don't know Christ tonight, the Bible says, Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. With the mouth a man confesses, with the heart a man believes. And call on his name tonight. But you must deal with a broken and a contrite and a confessing spirit. Lord, you've revealed this unto me. I see this thing in my life that's cropping up. I see this thing that is inch by inch destroying me, Lord, and I want it going out of my life. Call on his name tonight. And let him flush you and cleanse you with his blood and with the washing of the word. And he'll do that. He said, I would that none would perish, but at each and every one would come under what everlasting life. He says, the root that I want to give you, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, not poison, not bitter waters, but living waters. Not only helping you, but helping everybody you come in contact with. Father, we thank you for your word. And we ask you tonight in Jesus' name that we ask you to touch the hearts and the minds of the people. Lord, that will hear this broadcast. You're our answer. You're our only hope. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, our deliverer, our stanchion and our high tower and our present help in the time of trouble. And we thank you tonight for that, Lord. And God, help us, Lord, to get where we need to be with you for the days are coming, Lord. We're going to need to be strong from the inside. We don't need a vacuum on the inside of the okay, but we need strength on the inner man, the inner woman, the inner boy, the inner girl. We need that strength tonight, Lord. We ask you tonight that you touch us and heal us. As a, as a prophet said, heal me, O Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me, O Lord, and I'll be saved. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer request, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.